Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, this is LA. Welcome back. So, I wanted to to mention a conversation I had with a friend of mine. I had a conversation with him a lot. He and I talk quite a bit because he's been to seminary and I've been to seminary and we talk to each other about different biblical things, just growing, you know, kind of a, a partner in growing type thing, which I highly recommend you do. Um... And I've mentioned to him about studying Hebrew, studying uh, you know Jewish history, church history, things like that, and that just really uh, you know just kind of rubs sideways some days. And one thing that he mentioned to me was why? Why do I need to study Hebrew? Bible's in English. Why do I need to study, you know, uh, Jewish history? I've got it right there in the Bible. You know, all that stuff detracts from things. You know, it's all confusing. And it's interesting. The stories you hear from different people who have gone to seminary concerning studying uh, the biblical languages and history. And, and let's just be honest. I mean, if somebody says, hey, would you rather go to a movie or study history? Not going to take long for most people to say, you know, what movie is is it? Or even biblical languages. When you talk about Greek and Hebrew to people, immediately they think you're talking about advanced calculus. And languages, especially to people in the West, by the way, who are not multilingual, uh, like most everyone else in Europe anyway, um, think of learning a language as, you know, something you force someone to do. Why in the world would you learn a language willingly? Good grief. We, we, we speak English. You can get English anywhere. Most everyone understands English. Yeah, that's true. However, here's the things that I've mentioned before, and I'm not going to belabor that, but when you get into the language, you get into the culture, you get into the people, you get into the way they think. And Jesus spoke Hebrew. He taught in Hebrew. Did he know more than one language? Oh yeah, he sure did. He knew uh, Greek and Aramaic. Uh, Aramaic was the marketplace. That, you know, that's where you bought your stuff. You know, in Greek was where everybody, you know, the pretty much what everybody else was talking. All the Romans were not talking Latin. Latin was the only, you know, was usually in the official document language in, in in the courts and in Rome and stuff like that. Everywhere else, you know, they talked Greek. 
In fact, strangely enough, the, the term Koine Greek, which is the Greek they study for the Bible, for the New Testament, Koine means common. And the reason it's common is because hmm, Alexander <laughs> took over the whole blooming planet as far as, as far as they were concerned. I mean, he conquered all of, all of the known world at that point, and he said, okay, you're going to speak my language, and here's what it is. Interesting story, that one. Uh, according to the, the, uh, the story... Uh, when Alexander the Great conquered Greece, uh, everyone spoke different Greece, you know, different Greek languages. The Spartans kind of had a hillbilly Greek, and everybody in Athens spoke a real classical, stuffy Greek. And and so basically, he got together and he said, "Okay, look at this, guys. Uh, we're going to boil all this junk down, and you're going to speak my Greek." And pretty much that's what happened. That's why Koine Greek common Greek is spoken, or at least in the biblical languages. Now, that's I went on a little side rail there to let you know that there's some pretty interesting stories about language and history that we can find out. Alexander was a pretty interesting guy. But here's the thing. Most evangelicals Protestants want to know why. We always want to know why. Why? Why should we study Greek? Why should we study Hebrew? Why should we study um, the history? All this stuff. It's crazy. Well, when I was asked that question by a friend... I guess my statement to him went something like this. If you say you have a relationship with Jesus and you believe he is Lord, King of all the universe, right? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to know everything about him? Why wouldn't you want to know everything you can about his history, his people, his culture, his area. Why not? If you really care. I mean, it's easy when you when you take it and you say, and you, you look at it like kind of a, a uh, love relationship between, you know, a guy and a girl or, you know, they're you know, they think everything about finding out about each other. You know, when people are dating, that's what they do. When they find someone they like, they want to know everything about that person. You know, they want to know, you know, the, you know where they live, their parents, you know, what do they like, dislike. So, man, we get all into that. You know, when it's dating, but when it's the Lord of the universe, we're like, huh? Eh, he understands what I'm saying. Well, yeah, Jesus speaks every every language. But here's the thing: you don't speak his. So, what is it that you can get out of learning about Jesus and 
his culture, his history, his language. Personally for me, I just want to tell you, it took my faith to a whole nother level. Because all of a sudden, there was a reality that starts to sink in. And it's like learning another language, okay? I mean, in, in Europe, you know, most everybody's multilingual. In, in the West, not so much. You know, we're very lucky if we know some Spanish or, you know, and that's it. English, you know, and then we're like, well, the whole world speaks English. Well, yeah. However, how about this? How about you learn somebody else's language? Because when you learn that language, it helps you to get inside the thought process. Because you have to, you have to think like the other person. When you do that, it wires your brain toward that culture. And I've mentioned before, uh, there's some online classes that you can get to from, from Hayden Robinson. Okay? He's a, he, in, in homiletics, which is a fancy word for preaching. Uh, but he mentions really getting into the language the culture and the history. And by starting with the language, and you don't have to be a university professor, you just need to get into it. It opens avenues and understanding that you that really you can't get any other way. Uh, so I was looking at an online course that was offered for free. And by the way, there's a whole lot of Bible training on the internet for free. Uh, one site I was looking at, and they do not, you know, endorse me, sanction me, uh, you know, not that they would or wouldn't, they don't even know about me. I, in other words, there's no connection. I'm just mentioning them because I like their stuff, okay? It's biblicaltraining.org this site has a lot of really good seminary professors that have put classes together and put it on that site for free not the least of which is William Mounts his classes on Greek And it's Dr. Bill Mounts in his Greek class, and it's free, okay? It was kind of funny, as this story he talks about. You know, he, he starts his, the class off saying, you know, you know, he calls himself Dr. Death. This is Dr. Death, you know, because everybody's going to be dying in the aisles because this is Greek. And he just, he says, look, and he really, I love the fact that at the very first class, he starts talking about, look, it's not as hard as you think. It's not as hard as you think. 
And by the way, Hebrews the same way. Is it different? Yes. But it's not as hard as you think if you'll if you take small bites of stuff. You know, go at your own speed. But it can open up understanding of things. And by the way, take you know, not um, you know, not just the biblical languages, take some other courses and stuff online. Be smart as your pastor. Be smarter than your pastor. Challenge him to be smarter than you if you're really, really smart. So, you know, do that with your Sunday school teacher. But here's what happens. Language will open up your, your mind to thinking process of what's going on at that time. The history will tell you why that things occurred the way they did. And the culture will tell you how that group reacted to what happened in history. I tend to like to start with the language because the language opens up things, especially word studies. I mean, you can do word studies on just a word in Hebrew. One word would be uh, would be emunah, which is faith or faithfulness. There's a lot of other words in both the new and you know new and old quote unquote old and new testaments that will just completely open up to you if you'll do if you'll look at these word studies. The names of God, Old Testament words and the New Testament words that are used for God. The language tools now used to be super expensive, and they're not anymore. They're dirt cheap. And a lot of them are free. I've mentioned uh, Rick Myers and, and eSorts. I mean, it's free. You can download it free, and it's got more stuff in it than I can possibly imagine. I mean, I can't, I mean it's wild. It's got so much stuff in it. But it will take your spiritual life to another level. I guarantee you, it'll, you cannot help but grow. You can't help but grow. Now, can you get too wrapped up in all of that and not wrapped up enough in the Bible? Yes, you can. So what you do is you start with the Bible. And then you work to those references. Do the Bible study. Do the word studies of certain words in, a, in passages that you're looking at. You know, pull out the lexicons and the in the Bible the Bible stuff and the vines uh, word studies in the Greek New Testament. You know, pull that stuff out and look and see where those words are and how that really really just opens up understanding for you. Also. A good Bible handbook that's got the history of Israel in it. You know, if you're if you're looking at a New Testament book or an Old Testament book, 
what happened at that point in time? What was going on other places? Because Israel was just a little bitty, bitty space <laughs> in the Middle East, in the Roman world. And there was all kinds of crazy stuff going on everywhere else. History tends to bore people silly. I think the reason that happens is because you never connect it with something that you're interested in. And if you're interested in Jesus, then history matters. Because, like they used to say and still say, it's his story. The culture matters because you understand why Jesus said the way the things the way he did. You you, you find out these things. And why does the language matter? Because you find out that English, even though there's a ton of people speaking it, doesn't tell you the nuances in the language that can really, really mean things. English, we say love. Greek, I think you got four different words for love. You got four or three I can think of off top of my head. You know, agape, which is God's love, and eros, which is which is sensual love, and phileo, which is brotherly love. And there's others, others that you can just keep going. So you see what I'm saying? Everything has its limitations. But if you will spend the time, and it doesn't have to be a lot of time. It can totally take you to the next level. So I want to encourage you. I wanted to keep encouraging you to keep on keeping on. Every church ought to be a seminary. Every church. And every believer in Jesus is a disciple, and a disciple is a student. Whether you like it or not, that's the way it happens. We belong to Him. He is our teacher through the Holy Spirit. So that is where the relationship starts. And Jesus, the rabbi, the teacher, wants to teach us. But we have to be teachable. How teachable are you? How teachable are you? You know, if, if you're in the West, God bless you. Because, uh, you know, sometimes we're not too terribly teachable. We don't even speak the languages of people around us. If you're in other countries, they kind of get it. <laughs> About the language issue. I mean, you know, it can be important. So anyway, Thank you for listening to this keep edition on, keep of Speak on. It On. If you would like to support this ministry, then please go to Patreon under L.A. Blackburn. May God bless every effort you make to do His will in His Word.